What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. It is the middle of the week, and uh, certainly throughout the United States, man, there's been so much that has been going on in terms of weather and safety. So I hope that wherever you are, you are safe, uh, that you have heat and you have electricity, and that you're in a good place, uh, staying off the roads, et cetera, et cetera. Those outside of the country, I hope you are well also. I'm not sure what weather is like there, but make sure you're safe, staying COVID-free, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. As always, a big shout to everybody who joins us by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We really, really appreciate you. We also appreciate all of you uh, who tune into our podcast here on a daily or regular basis. Thank you so much. If you've not done so, hit that subscribe button. Stay connected to all that we have going on. All right, let's dig into the news as that's why you came. So let's start with Monday Night Raw, okay? Monday Night Raw was very interesting as it was the go-home show for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, which is happening this Sunday. And uh, there were a lot of interesting developments, starting with The Miz pulling himself out of the Elimination Chamber match, which I don't know, and I'm thinking historically, that's a first. I've not seen a superstar pull themselves out. I've seen injury pull them out or craziness, but never voluntarily pulling out of the Elimination Chamber match. There could be obviously some wisdom behind that. If you already have a title shot, why do you need to fight for another one or put yourself through the Elimination Chamber and all of its rigors to become champion when you can just cash in on somebody who's already uh, been broken and hurt and gone through a rather difficult match? Now, it does cause you to ask the question, could he potentially cash in on the winner of the Elimination Chamber match? That's not a new situation at all. Edge did that, certainly. When he won his first world championship, he did that cashing in on John Cena. And we've seen that happen in many other scenarios as well, where people will take advantage of what's happening in the elimination chamber. So there is an opportunity. I don't see The Miz challenging Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns has set himself up very well. I mean, he's going to defend against whoever wins the Elimination Chamber match. I mean, it's a guaranteed win for Roman Reigns, right? Like, I mean, I just think that's the case. So I think we would have a scenario where The Miz challenges whoever the winner is, but I don't know that I see The Miz going into WrestleMania as WWE champion. But I'll say this, what WWE has effectively done is they've made us ask questions and they've made some things not look so obvious, meaning this. I think a lot of people would have picked and still may pick Randy Orton to walk out of the Elimination Chamber as the WWE Champion to set up a match with him and Edge. The real question to that will be, what will The Fiend do? That's the question. We all expect The Fiend to make some degree of return, and it was certainly hinted in a rather dark way this week on Monday Night Raw that he'll be reborn, uh, as Alexa Bliss alluded to. What will he be reborn as? That's the question. And uh, I think there are all sorts of opportunities with that. And I know that there are those who are like, oh my God, WWE has gone so demonic, et cetera, et cetera. Guys, let's 
keep it for what it is, right? And if that's the way to go, I don't have a problem with what WWE is doing right now. Um, It has always had a tinge of weird and kind of going to the extreme and that type of thing. And I think we all are in control of how much we consume. So let it be what it is, right? All right. So with that said, uh, of course, we saw that one of the other big notable items coming out. Well, really, two, when you look at Monday Night Raw or maybe three. Number one, the exit, of course, of The Miz and now the entrance of Kofi Kingston. Will there be some sort of veiled attempt at Kofi Mania 2? Honestly, I don't see it happening. And one of the reasons I don't see it happening is uh, there's not a crowd right now to really help to boost that. So I don't know. Now, granted, there will be a crowd at WrestleMania, but I don't know. Uh, Obviously, the people were a big part of Kofi Mania 1. I don't know if Kofi Mania 2 happened, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Certainly, he never got a rematch for the WWE Championship, and he's probably the only champion in WWE history never to get any degree of a rematch at all. Go figure. Be that as it may, Kofi Kingston now in the Elimination Chamber. We saw Drew McIntyre go through the bulk of that gauntlet, and then we saw him get pinned by Sheamus. So you've got the Sheamus element hanging over there. You've got the Randy Orton element hanging over there. Who would Drew McIntyre face at WrestleMania if he retains the championship? Will it be Edge? Will it be someone else? There are folks who have rumored about Edge perhaps challenging Roman Reigns. So I think there are enough questions that are out there that are unanswered uh, in WWE to make this upcoming pay-per-view interesting, even though it is exactly seven days off the heels of NXT's TakeOver Vengeance Day, which, by the way, another amazing pay-per-view. We shared our recap of that yesterday, so if you guys missed it, go back, check it out. I think you'll absolutely enjoy that. A couple of other interesting takeaways from Monday Night Raw. Bad Bunny is your new 24-7 champion. Now, if you haven't heard, there is talk that Bad Bunny is very interested in actually becoming a WWE superstar. He's allegedly been training at the Performance Center. We've seen him basically on Monday Night Raw and WWE television every week since the Royal Rumble. So there's something to be said for that. Now he's a 24-7 champion. Wow. Uh, I will say this. I don't know that I'm necessarily impacted by that one way or the other. And I know there are some folks, particularly like Courtney Beard, who loves the 24-7 championship, who thinks it's just a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know that I like my wrestling championships as, quote unquote, fun and humor. There has to be a degree of authenticity and seriousness to it. And there's just not. I mean, like nobody takes a 24-7 championship seriously, except for perhaps our truth who has been, uh, I don't know, 47 time champion. Be that as it may, Bad Bunny as the 24-7 champion gets interesting, particularly against the backdrop that he's not the only music superstar interested in becoming a part of WWE. As hip-hop star Bow Wow, aka Shad Moss, is also very interested. He's so interested that apparently he is training right now in LA with Rikishi, and he has gone on to social media Uh, to talk about this, but he's not been well received by a number of WWE superstars. And I'm curious, what do you think about 
uh, Bow Wow potentially becoming a WWE superstar? Is that something that interests you? Do you think it'll interest other people? Personally, I'm intrigued a small degree. Right to a small degree, uh, not a knock to Bow Wow or anybody else, but I don't know that Bow Wow is somebody who I looked at and said, "Ooh, he's got potential to be a WWE superstar." I don't know. Now he could fool me again. There's Pat McAfee, but I think Pat McAfee is a very special case. But we'll see if time permits uh, for Bow Wow to become a WWE superstar. I don't think that the uh, wrestlers will take it uh, easy on him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Should be interesting. And again, I'm imagining he'd end up in like 205 Live or something. I mean, he's not uh, heavyweight potential, but stranger things have happened. Of course, he's already expressed his desire to team up with Rey Mysterio. Should be interesting, right? I'll reserve my full judgment for that uh, a little bit down the road. Speaking of that, of course, Shaq is preparing for his match in AEW uh, as he teams with Jake Cargill against Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. It's going to happen on Dynamite. Should be very, very interesting to see what happens there and we'll certainly keep you posted. One of the other big developments coming out of Monday Night Raw is the announcement of the pregnancy of Lacey Evans. So the way it was announced, many thought, oh, Lord, another horrible pregnancy storyline in WWE. It was not received well, only to find out that Lacey Evans is actually pregnant. So this does leave a lot of questions, right? What happens to the situation with her and Flair? What happens to her title match that she's supposed to have this Sunday at Elimination Chamber? Well, I think it's obvious she can't possibly compete for the women's championship and be pregnant at the same time. So that leaves an opening for whoever is going to get that title shot. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what happens with Lacey Evans and if in some weird way they work flair into this flair i'm sure is willing to be worked into it i don't know all right before we go a couple of quick things for one did you get a chance to watch the rock last night on his new sitcom young rock wow Uh, If you've missed it, you can obviously check it out on Peacock or on demand, but it is somewhat of a biographical look at his life, the varying stages of his life, and I thought it was masterfully done. I thought the casting director needs a raise. Whoever that was did an incredible job in casting these folks So they looked like Rocky Johnson and they looked like Atamayavia and they looked like, you know, all of the people in there, Andre the Giant and the Junkyard Dog and the Iron Sheik and the Wild Samoans. I mean, it's kind of amazing to see uh, this. And as I mentioned yesterday, we can make the argument that The Rock is the most successful wrestler that's ever lived. He's been able to take his success outside of the ring and be more successful outside of the ring than in the ring. Now a major sitcom in primetime television on a major network like NBC. So I want to get your thoughts on Young Rock. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to next week's episode as well. So before we go, of course, we've got the Wednesday Night War getting ready to go down tonight. NXT versus AEW. 
Both of them uh, have some pretty big shows lined up on the NXT side. We're on the heels of a huge pay-per-view, which really there was a lot coming out of that. Finn Balor, still the NXT champion. But what is his relationship with the Undisputed Era? And does the Undisputed Era even exist anymore after Adam Cole makes this incredible, incredible turn? On Kyle O'Reilly. So lots of questions to be asked on that side. On the Dynamite side for AEW, we are just a couple of weeks away from their next pay-per-view revolution, which will see the return of Sting to the ring, his in-ring debut for AEW, along with a host of other things. So we're going to get a good lead into that tonight. Should be very intriguing to see what happens on Dynamite and on NXT Live tonight, both kicking off at 8 p.m. Eastern on both TNT and the USA Network. All right, well, we're going to get out of here. If you missed yesterday's shows, please go back and check them out. It was really amazing to be able to talk about, to do a deep dive into NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day and to discuss our Black History Focus, which was on The Rock. So go back, check it out, and let us know what you think of all of this by way of social media. All right, we're going to get out of here. I hope you have an amazing day. Stay warm, stay safe. Keep watching wrestling and uh, stay connected to what we're doing on social media as we'll have more news that we're dropping and the like. Until next time, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard and Brandon Clack. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Have a great day. <laughs>